Blog Talk Radio. And there you go. This is your host of Blog Talk Radio, The K Factor, where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. I'm your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, and I've been on Blog Talk Radio on and off for almost a decade and have had a lot of fun with it, playing with it, looking to see what it is that resonates with people and adjusting to what it is that's going on in our culture, in my life personally and professionally and globally. Right now, I have been thinking in 2020, how is it that I can relaunch the K-Factor? I'm not going to rebrand it because no matter what it is that I'm talking about, my experience, my belief is kindness is at the core of everything. Love is always part of the answer, always part of the solution, and kindness that threaded through that will get us where it's really important for us as human beings to land. So I've been thinking about this, and I've had some surveys that I've conducted, and I've had people responding and telling me what it is that they think that I can do to be helpful to them and to the tribe, the audience, the following that I have and that I really want to cultivate. If you haven't been here before, because I've done a broader reach in order to get you here for this episode today. Today is about something that Oprah Winfrey launched a long time ago that she called Super Soul Sundays. I love that show. And I did something in my home very similar, although trying to emulate Oprah Winfrey is really quite a tall, tall step, right? But I did Super Soul Sunday with colleagues of mine, Araceli Kapiloff, uh, Robin Reese, and Valda Ford. And the three of us, the four of us, got together and invited people into my space, my zone, my home, my gardens. And we sat and we explored our soulfulness. And we did that for a summer, and it was beautiful. And for a variety of reasons, it transformed into other things. But so many people have asked me to come back to something like that. So this episode is called, I'm looking at the other screen here, The Carlin Call for Sunday Soulfulness. Why? Because I know my peace. I know my reaction to my search for peace. I know that given the circumstance around the planet right now, but for me as an American, born and bred here, raised here, lived in the United States, traveled the world, but have lived in the United States throughout my life, I see a need for people to understand the role that faith plays in our lives, in your life. So even though I was raised in a particular religion, I had the introduction to it. I learned the practices of it. I also was raised in a household where I was invited and encouraged, not forced, but encouraged, not just to study that religion, but to really study all the religions of the world 
and all the positions about religion, including atheism and agnosticism. You know, an atheist says there is no afterlife. There is no, there, there is no supreme being. It's the here and now. The agnostic, the way that I like to describe it, is that they are people who love to have an insurance so that, that they're okay either way. They're not sold that there is an afterlife and a supreme creator, and they're not sold that there's not. They want to hold out just in case there might be. Well, some of my fellow parishioners might not like to hear me say this, but I've confessed it to my priests, which is a pretty good indication of what my religious practice is. I have been baptized and first communed and confirmed and practiced as a Catholic on and off across my life, but that's how I was raised. And it works for me. I'm not here to try to convince anybody to be a Catholic, but it works for me. And as I've said to my priests, I love this practice. It's very ceremonial. I like the rosary. I like having the prayer beads. And by the way, just about every faith has got prayer beads. But I like holding them in my hand or wearing them around my finger as a ring and being able to have that pull me back into my center to keep me focused so that I can practice faith and prayer. I want to help you here every Sunday on this program, on this platform, come to a place where you allow yourself just this period of time, 30 minutes, where you sit in stillness and you watch the Zoom call. I'm going to try to upload it to YouTube. I'm not sure if that works easily or not, to listen to it on Blog Talk Radio, to see it wherever you can off of my social media on Facebook and LinkedIn. Why? As a doctor of psychology, trained as a scientist, my undergraduate, I was learning scientific method and scientific inquiry. My master's degree is in statistical analysis and research methodology. I am a scientist. I understand the scientific process and how to do research. And as a Ph.D. doctor of psychology, I have researched things before I come out and I speak about them or before I create a program of any sort, not just this kind of a program, a live program, but before I create a program that I create for a patient population or a client base because I need to know that what it is that I am putting together is based on what it is that's been proven to be credible. It's been demonstrated to be really credible. Now, here's an interesting point. Dr. Herbert Benson is a cardiologist out of Harvard. He wrote the relaxation response. And when I was a graduate student, I called him because I had read that book. The relaxation response connects your thinking with your body so that you can learn through the power of your mind how to relax your entire physicality and lower your blood pressure. So he did it as a cardiologist to help his patients become normotensive instead of hypertensive. It's beautiful. And I have taught this to tens of thousands of people for more than... 30 years. And I love that exercise. I get amped up, absolutely, but I know how to 
boom, flip myself into that mode. And it is kind of a form of self-hypnosis. Any prayer or meditation, you can use all these terms interchangeably. But you are in control. There's nobody trying to control you. I'm not trying to control you. But I will teach you the exercises so that you can learn them and do them yourself to calm and to quell yourself. Why am I telling you this? Dr. Herbert Benson opened up the first mind-body clinic in this country more than 50 years ago out at Harvard. He's a very credible, diligent, loving man concerned about his patients who were men having heart attacks repeatedly. He thought that he was curing them and getting them out of his office and out of the hospital, only to have them be repeat customers. He wasn't looking for repeat customers. He wanted to cure people. He really wanted to get them well. Now, one of the things that he found was not only could he do that by teaching people the relaxation response. By the way, when your thinking is uptight, you really are constricting your vascular system and making it hard for your heart to be able to pump your blood through your body because all your veins and arteries are constricted as opposed to dilated. And your heart has to work really hard, and that is blood pressure. How hard is your heart having to work to support your body? And when your heart is working that hard to circulate your blood through your body, which is filled with oxygen, you're not thinking straight. And when you're not thinking straight, when you're not thinking clearly because you don't have all of your faculties available to you, you're not in your right mind. You always want to be in your right mind, which is why we need level-headedness. Well, here's something that he has found out over the decades that he's been doing his research, and, and I have too, in the decades that I've been doing my research. There is a reality to a component of us as human beings called the faith factor. And the faith factor doesn't say you must be this religion. The faith factor says when you carry the weight of the world on your shoulders and think it is up to you to lift it off, you become like Atlas, hunched over, trying to carry that weight with you everywhere you go. And I'm here to tell you that gets you into trouble. You're exhausted. Your body hurts. You feel frustrated. And you feel scared and fearful. Because that's a lot of responsibility. What if you would have faith that there was something greater than you or any other human being, a creator, Mother Nature, whatever you want to call another force beyond you who put us all here and created the universe? For me, I do have a faith in God. And it, and it helps me. When I get worried, when I get fearful, when I have a concern, a friend of mine, Richard Flint, Dr. Richard Flint, lovely man, he put it into a context for me that I found to be very helpful. He said, it's a natural reaction for us as human beings to have concerns and then to be discerning about that, like, what is it that I'm concerned about? And what is it that I can do about it? Now, if we take our time and we pace ourselves, we can think through 
what am I concerned about and what do I need to do about it in a relaxed state in our right mind, right? Because we have all of our faculties available to us. But if what we do is we escalate that pace, we start to get hyper about it, we're not thinking clearly, and that concern turns into angst, which is anxiety, which is fear. And what we do when we have anxiety, anxiety is really the racing of the mind, the racing of the thoughts. We've all participated in it. To the end of the story before we ever arrive there. So think about it for a second. When have you worried about something and you immediately went to the end of the story and it was awful, it was a disaster? When you do that, you're firing all these neurons in a negative direction, literally firing neurons. Your nerve endings meet and they synapse. Those are the neurons. They're having a synaptic activity, spreading the news throughout your mind and then releasing your endocrine system, your hormones into your body saying, we're worried, we're scared, we're excited, we have to do something. Natural reaction, very self-protective, but not helpful on a daily basis and certainly not helpful throughout the day. We want to learn how to relax. Here's what we have found. When you have the faith factor alive inside of you, in addition to the relaxation exercise, your prognosis for everything changes and upshifts. What do I mean by upshifts? Everything. Everything gets better because you have clarity of mind. And when you have clarity of mind, you influence your heart. We have seen repeatedly for as long as people have been collecting data, which is as long as there have been people, that when we have a faith factor, we have faith in something beyond ourselves, our prognosis in the middle of illness changes, and we increase our capacity for what we call prognosis positive as opposed to prognosis negative. People thrive, they live, they survive through catastrophic kinds of illnesses. I know it firsthand. I know it firsthand because when I was barely 23, I was diagnosed with a terminal disease. Was I scared? And I had to do all kinds of things to learn how am I going to deal with this? What am I going to do? And I found my faith factor. And I also found the relaxation response and meditations overall and yoga and walking and all kinds of very relaxing, positive, healthy daily habits. Don't get me wrong. I fall off the track. I'm a human being. But I am here to tell you that my call for a soulful Sunday is the one day that I'm going to ask you to dedicate yourself to the very old custom of a day of rest, a day of peace, a day for you to either put your hand over your heart and say, 
Oh, I love myself. I feel my heart beating. And this is so marvelous. I love this. I am alive. And I can feel, as I'm sitting here calmly, the rhythm of my heart relaxing me. Because I know I can feel it almost exploding out of my chest when I'm amped up and angry and scared and all those negative things, right? I want you to measure for yourself how good you can feel and just put your hands together. You know, put your hand over your heart, put your hands together in faith and say a prayer. Say your own prayer. I wake up in the morning and having spent a lot of time in hospitals, particularly with loved ones, sometimes with patients, but primarily with my loved ones for extended periods of time in the intensive care unit (sighs) on ventilators. I've woken up to the sound of that ventilator, helping them breathe. When I went through that and got through that with my loved ones, I have literally seriously woken up every single day and said, thank you. I'm not in a hospital. Thank you. I can breathe on my own. Thank you. I can see. Thank you. I can hear. I'm smelling. I can smell the freshness. I can smell the freshness of of my environment. I can move my body freely. I'm not in pain, excruciating pain. I don't have IVs hanging out of me. That's where my gratitude starts. We all have reason for gratitude, but gratitude for what and to whom? I invite you to this soulful exploration with me because as I wrote here, When we have faith, I was looking at what I wrote there. When we have faith, we have hope. We have inspiration. We have motivation that's positive. Because we believe in goodness. We believe in the positive outcome. You know, especially in 2020 here, this year, It's June. We've had six months. Do I need to tell you what we've had six months of? Fear, concern, depression, anxiety. I've gotten a lot of calls from people because I have a relationship with them personally and also because people know what I do. And as a doctor of psychology, I'm supposed to be in charge of my head and in charge of my thoughts. Quite frankly, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have that skill set. But I can tell you I watch as others. And as the national statistics reveal, the increase in antidepressant medication prescriptions and anti-anxiety prescriptions has increased during the month of March something like 22 to 27% on one 
and the other about 37% anti-anxiety, anti-depression, respectively. That was out of Express Scripts. Wow. Suicides increase because people feel hopeless. They're scared. This pandemic is going to get them or riots and protesters and government overthrow is going to get them. But I'm going to invite you in right here, right now, to look, to see, to feel, to experience your faith. I'm going to invite you to think about what it is that you believe in. Tell me what you believe in. Tell yourself what you believe in. And put your hand over your heart and see if it feels marvelous and wonderful. And sit here and relax. Put yourself into a physical position that relaxes your entire being, your entire person, your mind, your body, your limbs. Optimism is our friend. I've had people tell me over the years, not so much anymore, but tell me over the years that I was Pollyanna. At first it hurt my feelings because I thought, what does that mean? I'm an idiot. Then I start thinking, I like the name Polly and I like the name Anna and I think she must be a really nice girl (laughs) who's really optimistic and hopeful. And that's what I'm going to choose to believe. If I get accused of being optimistic, that's okay. If I get accused of being hopeful, bless you. And I'd like to have it spill over onto you because we all need that. Stop and think for a minute. How does it feel to you when you're hopeful about something? Bring it really close to home. You're hopeful about a love affair. You're hopeful about a relationship with someone that you care about in your family. You're hopeful about a resolution in a position of conflict. You're hopeful that this time your exercise routine will actually work and you'll get the body that you want and look the way that you want. You're hopeful about a business opportunity or a job of some sort and you're going to be able to have the money and the lifestyle that you want. Isn't that hope just amazing and inspiring and motivational? Yeah, it really is. It's awesome. It's really awesome. And when it gets dashed, when it gets, boom, run up against something that fizzles it, oh, my gosh. So how do you maintain it? People talk about mindset. Okay. I try not to use the words of the day because there's so many interpretations about what that means. Law of attraction. Mindset. Okay. Manifestations. All right. Let me translate that to you into my language because I think my language is more genuine. It's about your attitude, what you're thinking in here and how it influences the way that you see out into the world and the way that you feel 
about everything you look at and see and hear. You know, we don't just have one mind. We have our mind here with our thoughts. We have our mind here in our heart. And we have a mind in our gut. Because we all feel exactly what we're thinking in our gut, don't we? Absolutely. These three regions really are our guides. So when you feel icky in any of those places, it's an indication. It's an indication to pause, to quiet down, to have faith, to have faith, to have faith in something beyond this realm and your own self. It's an invitation to allow your inner wisdom, the angels, call it whatever you want, your conscience. To guide you. We all make missteps. We all make so many mistakes in this life, don't we? But if we can grow richer from it, if we can grow through it, ah, hallelujah. So today and every Sunday, for as long as I can keep myself inspired and have others inspiring me, and I'm doing my exercises Every Sunday, I'll be right here, and I'll ask you to come pray, have faith, feel your goodness, and I will teach you exercises in order to be able to do that. So right now, what's the exercise? I've got about three minutes left. Sit really still. This is very basic stuff, but it'll help. Listen to me as I try to guide you to sit comfortably in your chair with your feet flat on the floor. And just close your eyes for a minute and envision in your mind's eye that your entire beautiful person that you are is quieted down and relaxed. And every part of you is quieted down and relaxed. You're safe and you're comfortable. And you are of sound mind and you are of good heart. And all is well. And you are breathing and you are hearing and you are seeing in your mind's eye your entire being being beautiful and wonderful and healthy and relaxed and so softly vibrant. And you have peace. And everything within you is breathing and breathing and breathing because your vascular system is dilating and your heart is not having to work so hard to get blood to every part of your body and to your beautiful brain where everything starts from. You're level-headed. You've got control over your thoughts. And your thoughts are good. And you've released the weight off your shoulders. And you believe in some power greater than yourself to help you through anything and everything. 
a power and an authority that's created you and that loves you. Oh, that feels so good. Take that exercise. Google my name, Dr. Deb Carlin. Google Dr. Deb Carlin Meditations. Relaxation. And be blessed. And until next time, what I wish for you is every bit of wholesomeness and authentic, holistic well-being. And on that, I'm going to sign off and see if I can upload this to YouTube so you can watch it there. Peace out.